All right, folks, we're plunging into the intriguing world of AI and healthcare today, specifically looking at how biases in healthcare data sets can be detected and mitigated. Isn't that right, Bella? Absolutely, Arnold. The paper we're discussing is titled An AI-Guided Data-Centric Strategy to Detect and Mitigate Biases in Healthcare Datasets. It's a hot topic, considering the increasing reliance on AI for diagnosis and prognosis in healthcare. But there's a catch. The catch being that these AI systems can inadvertently perpetuate bias against certain groups, right? Exactly, Arnold. And while there have been efforts to tackle this issue by tweaking models and optimization strategies, this paper presents a different approach. It's all about evaluating dataset bias by investigating how easily different groups are learned at small sample sizes. They call this A-equity. Equity, huh? Sounds like a smart way to diagnose and remediate bias. But how does it work in practice? Well, they've applied this method to two known cases in healthcare where racial bias is a concern. One is chest X-ray diagnosis using deep convolutional neural networks, and the other is healthcare utilization prediction with multivariate logistic regression. By analyzing the AEQ values across subpopulations, they've been able to identify and mitigate these biases. So it's not just theory. They've actually put it to the test. That's impressive. But I suppose, like all new methods, it will need to undergo rigorous scrutiny and validation before it's widely accepted. That's right, Arnold, but it's a promising step towards ensuring fairness and equity in AI-driven healthcare. And it's not just applicable to healthcare. It's a model-agnostic, task-agnostic approach, so it could potentially be used in other sectors as well. Fascinating stuff. It's always encouraging to see technology being used to promote fairness and equality. We'll keep our listeners updated as this research progresses. Stay tuned, folks. Now that we've explored the fascinating world of AI and healthcare, let's shift gears and dive into the realm of software development. Today, we're going to explore how generative AI is revolutionizing software metadata classification. Get ready to discover how code comments are being analyzed and classified as either useful or not useful using the power of BERT, a language understanding AI model. It's an exciting topic that has the potential to transform the software development process. So let's jump right in. All right, Bella, let's dive into the world of software development today. We're looking at how generative AI can be used to improve software metadata classification. Yes, Arnold, it's all about those code comments, those little notes developers leave to explain what's going on in the code. They're crucial for understanding and collaboration. But not all comments are created equal, are they? No, they're not. And that's the problem this research is tackling. The researchers are trying to classify these comments as either useful or not useful. And they're doing this with the help of BERT, a language understanding AI model. Right, Arnold. And they're not just using BERT for classification. They're also using it to generate code comment pairs to augment their data set. They started with over 9,000 pairs and added almost 740 more. And they didn't stop there. They threw a whole bunch of machine learning algorithms at the problem, including logistic regression, decision tree, k-nearest neighbors, support vector machine, gradient boosting, random forest, and even a neural network. Wow, they really threw the kitchen sink at this one, didn't they? And they evaluated each algorithm using precision, recall, and F1 score metrics both with the original data set and the augmented one. Exactly. 
The aim is to build models that can effectively differentiate between useful and not useful code comments. This could be a game changer for software developers and researchers in the field of natural language processing and software engineering. Absolutely, Arnold. This is a great example of how AI can be used to enhance the software development process. It's a fascinating area of research, and we'll be keeping an eye on how it develops. Indeed, Bella. The future of software development is looking bright, and we're excited to see where it goes. Until next time, folks, keep coding. Now that we've explored how generative AI can improve software metadata classification, let's dive deeper into the world of code generation. Good evening, Bella. You know, I've always been fascinated by the intersection of computer science and software engineering. Today we're discussing a paper titled Neural Rankers for Code Generation via Intercluster Modeling. Good evening, Bella. You know, I've always been fascinated by the intersection of computer science and software engineering. Today, we're discussing a paper titled Neural Rankers for Code Generation via Intercluster Modeling. Indeed, Arnold. It's a fascinating development. Code Large Language Models, or Code LLMs, have significantly advanced code generation. But there's a challenge. How do we pick the best solution from all the possible ones? That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? And this paper introduces something called S-Rank, a new strategy for selecting the best solution. It doesn't just look at the code, but also the functional overlap between clusters. Right. It's not just about the code itself, but how it interacts with other code. And the results are impressive. For example, on the human eval benchmark, they achieved a pass at one score of 69.66% with Codex 002, 75.31% for Wizard Coder, 53.99% for Star Coder, and 60.55% for CodeGen. That's a significant improvement over previous methods. And even compared to random sampling, we're seeing an average improvement of around 23.07% on human eval and 17.64% on MBPP. Exactly. And the really exciting part is that this approach is robust even in scenarios with limited test inputs. It's marking a new state of the art in code generation re-ranking. It's a game changer, Bella. And it's just one example of how AI and machine learning are revolutionizing the field of software engineering. Absolutely, Arnold. The future is here, and it's coded in neural networks. Now that we've explored the fascinating world of code generation in AI, let's shift gears and dive into another exciting topic in the realm of computer science and cybersecurity. All right, Bella, today we're diving into the world of computer science and cybersecurity. We're talking convolutional neural networks, adversarial attacks, and transferability. Quite a mouthful, isn't it? That's right, Arnold. It's a bit of a tongue twister, but it's all about shoring up our defenses against cyber threats. The paper we're discussing today is titled Unscrambling the Rectification of Adversarial Attacks, Transferability Across Computer Networks. So let's break it down. Right. So convolutional neural networks, or CNNs as they're known, are a type of artificial intelligence that's used in everything from natural language processing to computer vision but they also have a big role to play in cybersecurity. Exactly, Arnold. But here's the problem. These CNN models can be compromised by what's known as adversarial attacks. These are essentially inputs that are designed to fool the model into making a mistake. And what's worse, these attacks can be generated easily and transferred across different networks. So we're talking about a kind of digital Trojan horse here, right? 
But the researchers in this paper have come up with a method to improve the strength of these attacks and assess how they can be transferred when that strength changes. It's all about understanding and mitigating the risks. Exactly, Arnold. They've looked at six different types of attack and applied them to two popular data sets. The results show that an improvement in transferability occurs in the targeted scenarios for several of these attacks. This suggests that we need to be developing new defense mechanisms to counter these threats. So it's a kind of arms race then. As the attackers get more sophisticated, so too must our defenses. But it's important to note that this is just one study. There's a lot more research to be done in this area. Absolutely, Arnold. It's an ongoing battle, but research like this helps us to stay one step ahead. As always, we'll be keeping an eye on the latest developments and bringing them to you as they happen.